Hey guys, so a quick note before you listen to this episode, we realized something um, after the fact. We like to listen to the episodes before they go live, and we realized that there is a little bit of a confusing issue in this episode, and that is that you could look at Bible reading and think, well, not everybody has access to the Bible. So we want to clarify that this episode is really aimed at those of us who have the freedom to read the Bible every single day. And we understand that there are people who don't. So we want to make sure, you know, as we say, we're saying some pretty difficult things here, that we are not misleading, that we're not being, um, that we're seizing everything we say with grace. And so as you listen to this episode, make sure you keep that in mind. And um, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Courtney. To share a lot of thoughts about a lot of things, including Christmas, because oh my, it's what's today? The twentieth. Well, you know we're releasing this 20th. after Christmas, so like we're still in the Christmas mindset. Yeah. Though. Um. Got a lot of presents to wrap. Not a lot, actually. I have almost all my presents, but I need to go and buy probably ten pounds worth of batteries. Oh. <laughs> for the presents. Why did I do that to myself? I, I didn't factor in the cost of the batteries. When is I, Amazon cheaper, though? I don't know. Mom went to the dollar store and got a bunch of batteries. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. hmm, you can find good will things they the last? Store. They don't last as long, but if it's a gift, then they have to buy the next set of batteries. My five-year-old's going to buy her own batteries. Oh, oh I forgot they're <laughs> for your kid, so. Even then, though. Maybe check Amazon? I don't know. Yeah. We were trying to do, like, the not as many battery toys but we got him like a couple racetracks that have Mm. um that have those battery cars and he knows when they're not working like he's not one of the kids that just keeps playing he comes up and presses the button goes "Mm, mm," until you fix it yeah i got them lightsabers which let me say i already regret i regret it please bring those to christmas dinner so Uh, that i already regret it but those suckers take four triple a's each yeah, that's ridiculous. And then I got Myra walkie talkies, and those take four triple A's each. Oh, you should have like invested in some rechargeable ones. A little <sighs> bit more expensive, but no batteries. Oh my goodness. Nope. See, did it to myself. Hey, listen, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm giving your your kid a toy with battery in it, okay. but it has batteries already. In well, it. we're gonna set up a GoFundMe page for batteries. for batteries. <laughs> because I didn't factor in the cost of batteries. There we go. So, you know, everybody else sets up those pages. We can do that, too. Yeah. You know? Um, Be Christian-like and donate. I Listen, I'm very proud because Paul John has not touched any of those gifts that are wrapped over there. Oh, that's very um, impressive. He, that's like, very impressive. He picked up one the first day, and I said, uh-uh. And he went, eh. And then put it down. And Does he have presents. any idea about what's in them? Does he know he what is, presents are? Um... He knows that he's got some cool toys hidden in my office. Okay. And so I think he maybe knows, but I don't know that he entirely knows. I don't know. Okay. But we made our tree Once he very knows, accessible. So you won't be able I to go he, back. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah. No, I... He'll know uh, and that'll be it. I dread that. Although I've, I've heard some very clever ideas about how to handle it. I don't know. I'm the... Um, 
did you ever listen to Dale and Veronica Partridge, Real Christianity, the podcast? No. I just listened to their Christmas podcast, which I'm going to be honest, I didn't agree totally with everything they said, just um, like meaning like I'm not going to handle Christmas the way that they do. Yeah. But they do one gift per child. Whoa. And the reason they do that is because they want the kids not to look forward to Christmas because of the gift, but okay. because of Jesus. And hmm. I was like, that's that's a cool... And like my kid's young enough where I could just be like, okay, look, you're only giving... Yeah. And you'll get more from you Grandma. You know, and last year we didn't get baby joseph anything he did not get get one present because he was six months old and i I was like this is the one year we can get away with it i think let's get away with it i think i could get away with it this year but i already bought him stuff because i don't know if his toys are baby toys got him anything for his first birthday this is the second child problem he's getting the birthday present that we got for him he's getting that for for christmas Christmas. yeah i saved y'all i added like a thrifted something with it but you know and I'm get, I'm, I gotta get him blue candy canes so he can share with Myra. That's not even funny. <laughs> she's that's a sore. Sore. That's she, a sore subject for she's me. She's funny because she loves bread. And I said, Myra, bread or blue candy canes? And she said, blue candy canes. I hate candy canes. So I'm I gonna give her a whole lot. I'm kidding. Canes. I'm not. I'm I'm not that mean. Maybe like one. And I'm oh, and I did get them a noise noisy thing, but I got one for my child too. So okay, Courtney. I'm the aunt. You're getting me candy canes and a noisy toy. But the, okay, anyway, so now that Anna hates me, let's talk. No, um, yeah, Bible reading. We are excited, um, like, I feel like I probably got a little bit too excited about this. I'm not sure, but I might have. I don't think you can get too excited about it. Not when... You know, our salvation was so intimately tied in with reading God's word. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it it is life changing. Like, if you want to talk, I've said like "Women of the Word" by Jen Wilkin changed my life. But the most life changing book is the Bible. Yep. So, and daily life changing. Like, you will notice a difference if you are saved, born again, and you are reading the Word of God. It changes your day to day. Um. So we're gonna jump in and. I said this in the last episode, but I just want to clarify again that a lot of this is newer to us. And honestly, we wish someone would have discipled us in this and actually shared this with us, which is why we're sharing it. It's not because we're perfect or anything. It's just because um, when we learned a lot of this, it opened us up to uh, why we read the Bible. And it made sense that other people read the Bible um, and I think, first of all, the biggest thing is to know, you know, why do we need the word? Like, that sounds really silly, but I think it's just the basis of it. Um, and so to answer that question, I think the best place to go is the word. And in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, um, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Um yeah, I think, I feel like that just answered the question. Do you, like, why do we need the word? All of those reasons, and that's from God, so I think we're good. Like, um, I just think that if you don't have scripture, that you're not going to grow, which I think is a point later on in my notes, but um, just jump in if you have anything to add, because um, I'll just go straight sure. into it. I think, um just to break that down though the first reason why we really need the word is that it's going to set us up with right doctrine Um, nowadays 
I mean, right now I can tell you of a specific thing that's come up in the Christian world that everybody's going, well, what's the answer? And it's um, with Bethel Church, with that little, that precious little girl. And you look at a situation that's just so, so sad. Um, Just heartbreaking because I know neither of us, we both have, I say almost two-year-olds. Mine's two in February and he's June. June. And so I can't even imagine but you look at something and you're like okay so what's the right approach to this and I think if you go back to scripture that's going to give you the answer um and especially being that we're immersed in a counter-christian culture I saw um Alexandria Ortegia Cortez I don't know her name (laughs) girl that she's still in the running for president right or for not president (laughs) for the nominee y'all go listen to Ali Vestagi she explains this stuff she calls her like <laughs> don't a- come to us for political <laughs> knowledge we will disappoint every time so, it's but she calls her like AOC I just didn't want to like be like AOC sound stupid so AOC <laughs> she put up a scripture recently I think actually was that today I think Ali Vestagi posted about it where she took something completely out of context she posted one scripture on Twitter and was like, this is going to be my proof for something. I don't even know what it was. And then right underneath it, scripture was talking, like the next two verses were talking about like, um, it was it was something about like homosexuality. Oh, and you're like, obviously she's cool with that. Yeah. And she's using a scripture that <clears throat> literally the next two verses. Sure. I feel like yeah. I could have given a better explanation of that, but sorry. Um, but if we are seeing these little bits of scripture thrown out or these little bits of doctrine, um, I think Bethel did the doctrine, AOC did the scripture, and mm-hmm. you look at it and you say, well, what they're saying sounds really good, but let's take it back to scripture. And if you are consistently in the word, you're going to have that right doctrine. So you don't have to go, is this right or wrong? You look at it and you're like, oh, that is fishy. And here's how I know. Yeah. And you're not, like, living to call people out. It's very, very easy um, with looking at the whole Bethel thing, too. It's, I think, the most confusing doctrines and theologies that are really off are the ones that have truth sprinkled in. So is it wrong to pray for a miracle? No, of course not. But that's not what's just happening there. Yes. And so when they are also, you know, ripping a lot of verses out of context with this whole thing and... Mm-hmm. Like that whole video with the pastor of Bethel. Yeah. I was just... He took he took something so out of context. So I was looking up everything he was saying. And it's and it's a sensitive situation. So, sure. Um, and I think if you really want a more biblical approach to it, like outside of what we're just... We're just throwing that out there. Yeah. I would go to Costi Hinn. Um, he and his... And a fellow pastor. I think they're both pastors at his church. Um, they did a video on it. Did you end up watching? I did. I watched the whole thing. It was really good, and they broke it yes. down biblically. Yes, and see, that's that's one thing too. When when you hear or see something like for me, I'm still technically a young Christian, still a baby Christian, mm-hmm. though I am in my word. Um, I don't understand everything perfectly, but sometimes I can see something and know, okay, there's something off here. There's something fishing here. I'm not exactly sure what, and. Um, I think that's a good time to go to people yes. who are wiser than you. Like, there's a lot of people who broke down this whole situation and did so using scripture. Yes. I mean, they were thorough in their mm-hmm. um, calling out of this whole thing, and that's okay. Like, if you 
you know something's off but you're not quite sure what it is it's okay to seek counsel and if it's good counsel those people are going to bring you back to the word of god and show you why you're feeling this way that's the big thing and they're not like again whenever it's kind of I feel like I mentioned a cycle earlier. Maybe it was on the last episode. I don't know. The, it's it's another cycle, but it's a good cycle because you're in the word so much that you can you can rightly divide the word of truth and and see past all the lies of the world. But then also you are going to people who are so saturated in the word themselves that they are pointing you back to the word. Yeah. And not taking out of context, just like really giving you the truth even when the truth hurts. Um, so absolutely. And that gives us the confidence that we need in order to discuss the word with other people. Because I, if you look at like someone who does, there are a lot of people on Instagram now who do, um, videos and posts that are taking apart something, um, maybe a common belief or something. And you can look at them and be like, well, how do they do that? Well, it's because they're saturated in the word. That's it. Um, That's the only way you're going to be able to rightly look at scripture. So, Yep, which is why we're obsessed with certain podcasts that do that for us. (laughs) Allie Beth Stuckey is currently, and we like her a lot. Um, She's currently, I think, has she done two episodes on the misused scripture? Two or three. Yeah, she's, she's got it down, man. She is awesome. Also, she does know who... Um, is the um, nominate nominees for the thing for the Democrats? <laughs> yes, that's, that was real. Let's technical. not talk about that anymore because so we're anyway. just gonna get embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, um, so the second reason, so that was it sets up right sets us up with right doctrine. Second one is abstaining from sin. So for this, I want to read Psalm one nineteen, um, verse nine, and then verse thirty seven. How can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? And then turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. It gives us the way to live. It does. I think the big thing is, is that it puts our sin in light of a holy God. Whenever you read scripture, you can read any self-help book or, I mean, you can read like a solid book and go pick up a book by John MacArthur. I'm just throwing a name out there. And it's, it's going to help you grow, but... When you're reading the Bible, you are truly, truly viewing things through the filter of who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the quote by Elizabeth Elliot. The word of God I think of as a straight edge, which shows us our crookedness. We can't really tell how crooked our thinking is until we line it up with the straight edge of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. You can't trust... Um, other people's thoughts or feelings or doctrines or revelations oh my goodness you can't Mm -hmm. you can't necessarily even trust your own you got to be really careful with that Um, but when you come back to the word of God and this is still something um, I'm learning trying to just learn the scripture but there is a lot in the Bible that will just show you how to think and point out your sins and point out um, how to live right, which really didn't mean anything to me until I was saved. Mm-hmm. It didn't really convict me. The word of God really didn't convict me 
very much until I was saved but now it's like there's not really a moment I don't go in there and come out like thinking like oh god forgive me because (laughs) yeah and I mean I don't want to like take something out of context but when it talks about like pulling this the log out of your own eye before pulling sure when you are living the quote-unquote Christian life to point like without having the filter that we're talking about you're going to want to point at sin in everybody else's life sure yeah and that doesn't mean that you can't hold someone accountable um if or call someone out love yes if Anna heard that I had um I don't know like something terrible if I had like told a lie I don't know that sounds really like let's say you eh. ran away from the Pauls yes and I left my tired and I said I need more self-care I would come after you so hard yeah and that's <laughs> and luckily I read the bible so I'm not gonna do that but um no um it's it changes how you view yourself how you view others whenever you're viewing everything through the filter of yep. God um there's a I won't go into detail, but my husband had an incident recently where um, a friend of his asked him why he didn't do a certain thing. And my husband told him, well, it's wrong. It's sinful. And this blew away this guy. He was like, why? Like, why? Why don't you participate with us when we when we do this certain thing? And he ended up the next day just sending him a bunch of verses. And it's just one of the ways that you know, the world is different than us. Like we have a standard to live by. We have a standard to upkeep and not because, um, we think we have to, though, though we do, it's the spirit is yearning for us to obey. Like Mm -hmm. our job is obedience. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Luke 43, oh, I had it. I had it right here. Luke 43, um, versus (laughs) Luke not six. Luke 43. <laughs> Luke 6, verses 43 to 45. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. And I think, I think what we can see is that if you look at those people I know we particularly know people in our lives like that you look at them and you're like how are they following God so clearly I can see the fruit and I really think that you can for lack of a better word you can blame that on the word of God um, because they are filling up their hearts they are meditating on scripture and that in turn it's going to pop up and it's going to be what comes out of them Mm -hmm. so i'm just not so sure we can live a total obedient life without being in the scriptures very often and i think it's a misconception that you can i actually part of the way this podcast came about was because i was posting questions on my instagram of things that most of them I had a very clear answer on, but some of I didn't. And a lot of it came out of since I've come to Christ. And I said, can you be a true follower of Christ without a consistent longing for communication with him? And um, 25% said yes, and 75% said no. And at that point, I didn't have a ton of answers. But you can look at that and say, like, 
we are there are people who are being deceived into thinking that they are following Christ without the obedience factor without the fruit yeah absolutely but the bible says like you will know my disciples mm -hmm. by the fruit they bear and we courtney and i are really big on we use the phrase by i think it's summer white that says like we're not really into kicking people out of the kingdom so we're not um into like labeling like oh you're not a christian even though you say you are no 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 we're not saying that Mm -hmm. but god does says you will know my he says you will know my disciples by their fruit and it you can look at a person and if they're saying let me just give an extreme example abortion is okay and i'm fine with it and i think it's totally like should be legal for everybody and it doesn't matter it doesn't you can look at that and question like real either they have some horrible theology and they've never read the word or they really don't know and and can you i mean the big question is can you be a follower of Christ without being, and I say consistently, not daily, can you be a follower of Christ without consistently being in the Word? And I would say a big fat no. And that comes from someone, someone's, because we're both in, we were in the same boat, who we were not in the Word. We had no desire. And, it, and the thing is, we looked at people who had the desire and we were like, how? What the, what in the world? I could probably, before I was saved, I could probably count on both hands maybe one hand how consistently like days I went consistently with reading mm-hmm. the Bible like, it, like and, and I don't mean like oh yeah. I read three days and then I missed one day no it'd be like oh I read three days and then I missed three years <laughs> <laughs> ten years <laughs> and there wasn't a desire to get in there there really wasn't yeah absolutely and it's I want to get to that point in a second I'm let me I'm going to go to um the third point because we went over it sets up right doctrine helps you abstain from sin and then um I'm just going to move forward to knowing the will of God okay. um, and this is from my pastor he is an excellent preacher and so if you want to look at any of his sermons there um, if you go on Facebook and search at Lake Wildwood Baptist we go live every single Sunday and he was talking about how um, how to know the will of God this past Sunday, actually according to my favorite book in the Bible, 1 John. And um, I just, I, it's interesting to see that whenever I got saturated in the word of God, suddenly all these things where I was like, well, okay, this is not a consideration. Someone from my work is going to listen to this and be like, Courtney's going to quit. No, but like <laughs> if I was looking at, like, should I quit my job, which I have been in in the past, and I made a terrible decision and quit a job that was very stable, and I was fired from the new job within three months. And I look at, I used to look at situations like that and be like, well, like, how was I supposed to know? Like, or was that God's will that I got fired? I don't know. And now I can clearly look, and because I'm, because I'm delighting in the Lord and all of my desires are filtered through him. So I desire to have a home that I can be hospitable in. That is not so that I can have more space. It's literally because I want to be able to open up my home to people. Um, But I think that's a key part is being in the word. And so if you're sitting there going, well, how am I supposed to know? what to do next with my life well are you saturated in the word and it's not like you're going to get that audible voice of god going courtney 
I don't like I don't like your voice for God. <laughs> You're supposed really to use like a really deep oh, voice. You did like cool a ghost me. voice. Okay, so anyway, I'm not going to do that again because I don't speak for God. Um, But you're not going to hear that audible voice. But the assurance that and the confidence that you get, it's it filters through. It really does. And I feel like I should go back. I read this in the last episode, but First John five. Hold on, I'm bringing it up. Um, First John five thirteen through fifteen. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Mm-hmm. And if you, like I said, if you really want a good sermon on that, um, this past Sunday, well, I guess not now, but December 15th, um, he preached on those three verses, I think. And it was really good. And... Um, I'm just going to read two quotes that I really, I found and I really liked about the will of God. Um, James Montgomery Boyce said, the reason many apparent Christians do not delight in God is that they do not know him very well. And the reason they do not know him very well is that they do not spend time with him. Um, And then Alexander McLaren said, longings fixed on him fulfill themselves. And so I think when we are pointing our gaze to God, we are going to see his will a lot clearer. Sure, yeah. So I think that that's an important reason to be in scripture. So the last point we had, um, it sets up uh, sets us up with right doctrine. We abstain from sin. We know the will of God. And it refocuses our gaze on him. So it kind of recalibrates us um, and we're fellowshipping with him when we're reading the Bible. Um, just a quick metaphor. I feel like this is going to be real cheesy. If you were in a really dark room and you needed to see something and you turned on a lamp, would you stand 50 feet from the lamp and be like, I can see? No, you would stand right next to that lamp. You would hold your hands under that lamp and get into the light as much as possible. So question is, how do we ever expect to truly follow God in obedience, to have that right relationship without um, being in the light. Even in First John, it very explicitly talks about walking in the light. So, I mean, that's a big question. If we want to, if we want to follow God in obedience and really um, be connected with Him, can we do that without being in the Word? No. Unless you are leaning on the idea that God's going to bring you private revelation and that that is how, which honestly, been listening to too much cultish, but that's how cults yeah. start, yeah. is men claim, most times it's men, that they have gotten a private revelation from God and some way or another they get a bunch of people to follow them. And let me tell you, it does not end well. Like, if they would have stuck to the Word of God, yep. there would have been no cult. Yep. But no, it was a private revelation. So no, no, I'm sorry. That was off subject. No, you're good. But no, I don't think you can. I think um, you have to read the Bible to understand anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 
It's what it's a biblical worldview. How do you expect to have a biblical worldview if you don't pick up your Bible? And I'm still in the early process of that. I mean, we're reading through the Bible, but I can't say, oh, I understand everything perfectly. No, it takes study and you have to go to people who are wiser than you and ask them, you know, for their opinion on it, but obviously go to a trusted source. But no, I don't think you can. I think you have to read the Bible to understand anything. Absolutely. I like this quote um, from Justin Peters. If you want to hear God speak, read your Bible. If you want to hear God speak audibly, read your Bible out loud. I feel like that's like super sassy, but like for real. (laughs) It's true. I remember being like nine years old and laying in my bed and I'd be like, God say something. Could you like, come on, would you say something? Can you imagine? I had someone, I don't even remember who it said, so if you listen to this and you told me this, I don't remember who told me this. Someone said to me, wouldn't it be crazy if you were just, like, walking along and you just, like, suddenly a bush caught on fire and, like, God spoke spoke to you through the bush? What is this? I would run so fast if a bush... That would be... Unless... No, even if the bush said, I'm God, come here. I'd be like, there's a man in that bush who set himself on fire. Bye. Like, that's that's how far my faith oh goes. My gosh. Yeah, well, you know, going back to, like, when you read the Bible, you find that God speaks in the Bible. Yeah. So um, let's go into um, being in the word daily. Because I, I don't like the word daily necessarily because I've had those nights where my kid has been up all night sick. And mm-hmm. you wake up and you just, like, you just, I don't want to say you can't, but you just are barely functioning you miss you a know. day. yes you, you miss, miss a day, day. Uh, but I want to say daily because that is where I think we should be striving to be I uh, yeah um and I know plenty of like like the um ladies at our church who do read daily mm-hmm. and there's no like you should it's kind of like when they talk about marriage and they say um when you have a kid don't forget to have date nights with your husband because Mm -hmm. whenever the kids are gone, it's just you and your husband left. It's the same type of thing. Like right now I may not be able to get it every single day, but I strive to be in it daily because whenever I do have that time, I don't want my eyes to turn to something else. Which is so easy to do. Absolutely. Um, There have been times, it's funny, Courtney and I are like in a weird marriage in the, um, aspect that whenever I'm off she seems to know and she's doing well and she contacts me is like how are you doing and if I don't respond she's like hey you're not responding and I kind of know what that means and what's funny is when I'm doing well and maybe she has slacked off for three or four days and I message her and she'll be like yeah I need to get back on it or whatever it's funny how that plays out Um, and it is really good to have someone accountable because um, one thing I've talked a lot about recently is guess what sometimes reading the bible is grueling Mm -hmm. sometimes reading it is not fun sometimes it's not exciting um sometimes you're not going to skip to joy skip (laughs) skip with joy as you go to the bible on yourself you're like I'm so excited no sometimes it's not fun and that's why you can't base it off of how how you're feeling because there will be days where you go and you read and it's just so fulfilling and you're amazed and you weep over the word and that's all great. But on those days where it's grueling and it's not fun and you really don't want to, you still need to do it because God expects obedience. And obeying when you don't feel like it and obeying when you do is still obedience like Mm -hmm. obedience is obedience is obedience and that's what god calls us to 
And when you have that right view of scripture that uh, I think just in general, a right view of everything is that we're doing it to the glory of God. So it's not, you don't read the Bible to check it off of a list. Um, you don't read a Bible, read the Bible, not a Bible, the Bible to make sure everybody knows that you are a real Christian. You read the Bible to the glory of God. And when you change, I know you've said it before, when you change from looking at the Bible as a self-help book to being a book about God, it changes everything. Like, let me learn about this amazing only God who has done all of these things. Like, I want to learn about him and what he's done instead of, okay, I need to figure out how to live. And that's what I did before I was saved is like, let me read Proverbs so I can see how to not be a fool. It. Not, not that that's wrong. Yeah. That's not wrong. There's going to be application points. Yes, but, but the you know the biggest purpose is to learn about who God is. I mean, that mm-hmm. is how God reveals himself mm-hmm. to us. Absolutely. And it is always amazing when some people are like, I'm just like looking for the will of God and or seeking for the will of God. And I'm like, are you reading your mm-hmm. Bible? There's a lot in there that will bring a lot of clarity. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Um, And let me just read 1 Peter 2, 1 through 3. It says, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. And that's the NASB. um, Or wait, no, that's not the NASB. That's the ESV. The NASB says, Milk of the Word. Long for the pure spiritual milk of the word. Um, And so if, like, we both have babies. If we decided not to, whenever our kids were first born and we decided not to give them um, any milk for, like, a couple days, yeah, they they would not be good. Um, And so I do think it really is important to stay in the word daily. and reading a, and I'm not against this maybe as a supplement, but as the main thing, but reading a devotional with one verse and then commentary the whole rest of the way yeah. is not going to give you what you need. Yes, and and that's where um, we, our society has kind of tricked us into thinking that you can't, that it's too much. The Bible is too much. And so we, we are in... Our Bible reading challenge, which we'll tell you more about in just a little bit, um, that we're in, I mean, it's six chapters. And I can tell you today, I read four chapters because I had a late, or I had a long day yesterday and Paul had to go to work early this morning and it, I just, I wasn't like, I, I didn't get enough rest, yeah. but I read through those four chapters yeah. with as much joy as I could, um, so that goes into what do we do when we miss our reading? And Rachel Jankovic says it best. She talks about if you went over to someone's house and they were like, hey, do you want dinner? Would you look at them and be like, oh, no, I didn't eat breakfast. Do you have cereal? Can I eat breakfast first? You would not say that. You would just eat dinner. It's the same thing. When We shouldn't be discouraged when we miss. Again, we strive to be in the word daily. But when you do miss a day, it's not beating yourself up um, because, again, you're doing it to the glory of God. We paused to bring a baby in with us. He's not a baby. He's a toddler. So if you hear him, that's what it is. Um, So we want to talk about 
Um, we want to talk about how we can practically stay in the word. Um, cause I think that's important because it is kind of a big, a big thing. So I'm using some notes, um, that my pastor gave me. He actually talked through this a couple weeks ago in Sunday school. No, it was probably like a month or so ago, <laughs> but it was really good. Um, and we have the resource for it, but he just printed it for me. So I don't know if it's an online resource, but if you need any more information about this, just let us know. Um, so there are five ways, um, that we can practically stay in the word. So the first one is hearing and Romans ten seventeen says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So you can literally listen to the Bible and that is going to be feasting on the word. And I know we both have listened, just listened to the Bible this morning. You said you were, <laughs> I was, uh, trying to read on the way here in my husband's truck to our family, to our family, with our family in the truck. And, um, I was getting so sick by three chapters in, I was like, obedience doesn't have to be this hard. Let's pull out the phones and listen. <laughs> but they heard it. So, so that's a basic way. Um, the second thing is reading the word of God. Um, Revelation 1, 3 said, blessed is the one who reads aloud the word of the prophecy, words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time is near. And so, I mean, pretty basic reading the Bible. Um, and for us, like for me right now, that doesn't mean that I actually don't use my full Bible unless I'm in church, um, like my actual Bible. I use my phone in the mornings to read my Bible plan. And when I'm studying, I have a printed out version, double spaced, so that I can write a bunch of notes. Um, Anna's not talking as much because she's loving on my child. Hardcore so. cuddles. Right I now. he is he's not a cuddler either, so Ugh, this is this weird. Is so but um, so the third way is by studying. And Second Timothy two fifteen says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handi- handling the word of truth. So I think when we go from reading to studying, there there's a big difference. Um reading is what I do with my phone just like I flip through it and and I read it but studying you know um is a little bit deeper and if you want more help on how to get into the studying realm we highly suggest um women of the word by Jen Wilkin because that is just a practical guide um, and that's really going to help you out there the next one is memorizing um Psalm 119.11 says I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I think that goes back to um, abstaining from sin. I know we both have some scripture memorized. I know I'm not the best at um, staying committed to memorizing scripture, but I'm able to um, discuss things easier because I have scripture memorized. And whenever I come to a point where um, I'm not obeying the Lord, Scripture comes back in my head very mm-hmm. quickly. And you can memorize by writing your scripture. That's what I started with was just writing on note cards and memorizing a piece each day. You, We know that there are songs somewhere that <coughs> exist that yeah. have scripture. We don't have any like explicit resources. But if you have any you want to share with us, um, you can let us know. And my pastor, when he was going through this, he taught us motions to a scripture. And the next Sunday, I think it was, I taught children's church. And I used motions to teach the kids the scripture. And they had it memorized at the end. The last one is meditation. 
Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And I think meditating is really just chewing on a verse. Mm -hmm. I know one that I, when I first came to Christ, one that I really meditated on was that first John, um, if you walk in the light as he is in the light, you will have fellowship one to another there's more to it see the memorization thing woo um but it's in first john one and meditating on that kept me um consistently thinking about why i was doing what i was doing throughout the day i don't know if that makes sense yes but um so those were how do we practically stay in the word i'm going to repeat them again we hear it we read it we study it we memorize it and we meditate on it um, so last thing, we want to give some recommended resources anytime we have them. So the first one, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but it's literally just because she's cuddling my kid. <laughs> so she's a little distracted. But um, the first one is we highly suggest Rachel Jankovic and the Bible Reading Challenge. Um, it's called Keep the Feast. If you go to Christ Kirk, so that's Christ, K-I-R-K dot com. I think it's .com. I didn't actually look this up because, yeah, it's it's Christkirk.com slash Bible Challenge. You're going to find printables. It's on, we use the Uversion app. I assume you use the Uversion app. I use the Uversion app because yep. I can click on it and it just reads it to me, which yep. is great. Um, and that is typically, typically about six chapters a day, which seems so hard, but it really isn't. Like, it's maybe, like, 20 minutes of your day, typically. Um, So it's not that bad. And, of course, Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin. And also, all of our favorite podcasters have done episodes on reading the Bible. So Allie Beth Stuckey, Rachel Jankovic, She Has What Have You is her podcast. Um, Oh, Allie Beth Stuckey's is called Relatable. Sheologians. Sheologians did an episode with Rachel Jenkins on reading. And that was really good. And that hit me during a time where I was not reading the Bible. I listened to it. And before I even finished it, I paused it. I went and got my Bible, and I sat down on the couch. Like, and, you're like, and, you I know, I had avoided that episode for so long because I knew the moment I read it was like, read it. Or the moment I listened to mm-hmm. it, I was going to get so convicted, which I already was convicted anyway, yeah. and it just pushed me over the edge. So that's a really good uh, one. Really that's good. A really it's good a one. super good one. Anytime Rachel Jankovic is talk, talking about the Bible, I think it's like magic essentially so um and then of course i really enjoy women of the table and they do have one on um bible reading and i think that that is it for this episode if you have any thoughts and you want to talk to us um oh you know what i forgot the last one but we'll just do it this one because we're doing two episodes in one day um are you reading listening watching anything currently um, I am reading You Who slowly by, by Rachel, Rachel Jankovic. Yeah. Yes, I am reading that, and there was another book. I can't remember. I'm trying to slowly make my way through this huge church history book that my dad gave me, but it is slow and it is a little bit grueling. Mm-hmm. Listening to all the podcasts, oh yeah, all the things all that we suggest. <laughs> I'm really getting into um, Apology Radio. Oh, theirs are so intense that I have to be like. I prepped. like it. 
I, I don't like the. I listened to a two and a half hour podcast with James White and Jeff Durbin debating uh, a Mormon dude. Two and a half hours. Then I listened to another hour of commentary. Um, there, I just couldn't stop. I was like obsessed. Have you seen all this stuff with James White and um, Doug Wilson? That's Rachel Jenkins. No, I saw it, but I haven't listened. And it's all in Federal Vision. And Paul and I listened to like the beginning of it, and they're like, "What's your definition of it?" And then they answer it, and we look at each other, and we're like, "We still don't understand what this is." (laughs) And that's my husband. My husband's super smart. Yeah. So um, I'm just gonna side on the air of caution, or is that it? Side on the air of caution. That's the way you say it. Um, And go with um, James White. (laughs) Just gonna. gonna, (laughs) I I'm just gonna stick there. Um, But I am gonna be less biblical and say that I'm reading Harry Potter. I'm like almost done with the fifth one and i am listening to it a lot and of course i i listen to a lot of podcasts all those that we mentioned i do listen to like real christianity with dale and veronica partridge i don't always agree with them but i listen to it um because they do say a lot of things and um yeah so they're they're pretty good but past that basic stuff i haven't been reading anything by harry potter which is great you know but i have like a whole stack of books that are looking really good <laughs> so maybe next week well I'll i'm watching less i'm watching the mentalist right now oh so that makes me feel better yeah cool cool yeah cool um, we're not good um we're watching imagineering stuff on disney plus so that's great um so yeah if you guys want to share any thoughts with us um we would love to hear from you guys our email is a lot of thoughts podcast at gmail.com and we also have our instagram a lot of thoughts podcast and of course if you write us we just want to repeat this again we would love to hear from you whether you agree with us or not but of course if you don't have a biblical way to back up what you're saying it is a little more difficult for us to respond so we love hearing scripture and so if you want to saturate your message with scripture we will not be mad about it um but yeah thank you guys for hanging with us and we're um, gonna stop so that i can take care of my child (laughs) so bye